Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. I feel like I need to sit down. (laughs) I don't know, standing too, I just, I want to talk to you guys as family, because you are, as I look around the room, I just love all of you so much, and uh, it's, it's always really exciting to be here. Um, so, man, there's so many confirmations in just, like, what was happening in the last 30 minutes. I, my brain is a little frazzled, so, um, but, um, Scott also gave a really great message just a few days ago to the leadership about, um, his core, um, verse that's coming to his heart right now is just believe in the one that he sent. Um, you know, and we talked about that so much, you know, like, uh, God, I trust you. And um, what do I believe about myself, that I'm my father's dream, um, that he has reckless love for me, that, um, that his goodness is always um, coming towards me and um, is reaching towards me, and that I don't have to reach back. And uh, so as I was, like, preparing for this message, I got stuck in one area, and then I was like, Lord, how does this connect? Because I have a lot of thoughts, and I feel like they get all kinds of crazy, and it kind of came back to the basics. Um, so I'm reading a message out of, or a passage out of Matthew 13. You could put that up, Juliana, which is um, the parable of the sower, and, um, and so I guess the title of my message today is, What's in Your Yard? <laughs> so I know... Um, that probably most of you have heard this passage before, and me too. Um, I think I believed a lot of things that weren't really true about this passage, and so I just wanted to re-touch um, bases based off of, like, you know, what do I believe? Um, so it says, out of the ESV's transition, and he told them many things in parables, saying, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and they grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let them hear. Uh, So I just wanted to take this moment to just pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. Um, I just even just, just seeing the, um, just the people around that are looking at me and how much um, they've really sowed into my life. Um, I'm just so thankful. Um, let us have ears to hear this morning and what you're saying. Um, we trust you, God. Um, regardless of, you know, whether I hit all the right points, Lord that you're, you're sowing seeds that you have from the very beginning. And I just want to participate and, and uh, co-labor with you and partner with you, Lord. So allow me to do that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, yeah, so when I read this passage when I was a lot younger, um, I thought you had to be one soil. Um, that, and in a lot of ways, they represented certain people, and maybe that was me, and... Um, and then I was nervous of like, okay, if I'm this other soil, then what should I do? And I guess I can't do anything because I'm that soil. 
And um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you that today that the enemy is a categorizer and not God. And uh, and can you show that picture of the yard? So this is a picture of our front yard. <laughs> this passage, I was like, dang, I've been all soils in all seasons of my life. And, um, and this is my front yard. There's a lot of weeds in there. And it's really not the time to be planting <laughs> because Jeremy and I just really don't have that time right now. Um, but as much as we de-weed, I, I don't know what happens, but they end up coming back. <laughs> and some, uh, some of the edges that are closer to the street side are a little bit harder and um, some of them are a little bit softer. And um, some are big weeds. Um, we've left one by our palm tree that is probably as tall as our car, but it's fine. <laughs> so as I read this passage, um, I was thinking a lot about weeds. And um, so the third soil that's mentioned, um, and I just want to like quickly touch on the other soils too. Um, as far as like, you know, the hard soil, the Lord said that he's given you a new heart, that he's, he's traded your heart of stone for a heart of flesh. Um, for the soil that's shallow, you know, it's your deep need that has called to the depth of his kindness. And, uh, and I just want to say for the, the fertileness of, of you as a soil, um, you know, continue in what you have learned and what you have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. It's not just Caleb. It's not just Abraham. It's not just me. It's not what you've just got at the resting place. It's what has been, um, you know, sown into you from a very young age. And, the, and those seeds of the word that have been planted in you, um, they're not going anywhere. Um, but I want to talk about the third soil. Um, so there's a passage in Genesis. This is where I kind of started with my stuff, and that's where I was like, I don't, Lord, where are we going? And uh, can you put up the, yeah. Um, so if you guys know the story of Jacob, specifically meeting um, Rachel and Leah. So you know it's the typical story of boy meets girl, boy meets dad, dad lies to him about working, and then they kind of get married, and he, get, he dupes her. You know, like the typical love story, right? <laughs> so... Um, I kind of summed it down of what did were Rachel and Leah talking about? Because as they were having children, um, they found their value in, in giving birth. And after each child, they had something to say about God. And so when we talk about the weeds or the thorns that are in that Matthew 13 passage, a lot of times our truth are wrapped in lies and being choked out. The maturity of what we understand about the Lord is being choked out from the lies. And, um, and I also want to mention, too, of the Matthew 13 passage. So um, that parable is so important. Out of, the three, out of the four Gospels, three of them have a lot of parables. Um, this one is mentioned in all three, Matthew, Luke and, uh, uh, Matthew Mark, Luke. And, um, and it always goes into the purpose of parables. Um, and then also the word for um, weed and or thorn, it's like the same thing as like a bushy weed at, at biblical time versus like in Matthew 13, as you continue on, there is a parable about weeds as well. And I looked at that specifically, and that's talking about the wheat and the tear. And the reason why it's different and the reason why like I think I misconceived misconstrued reading that is because um, the parable about the weeds, just to go over it really quickly, is that um, 
basically they have to grow together and eventually they'll be sifted out. And I was like, well, so does that mean if this is a weed too, that means like my lies or whatever's choking me out, I'll just have to live with? No, that's not true. Because that's talking about something completely different. That's talking about the kingdom. That's talking about believers. That's talking about non-believers. And then versus this right here, the thorn is referred to what's choking you out in, um, in maturity. So what's in your yard? Um, <laughs> transition. Can you go to that word slide? Um, the one past the yard. Yep. Yeah, so as Rachel and Leah, Leah starts having children first. And he, she says, it's because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. Because the Lord had heard I am not loved, he gave me this one too. Now at last, um, my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. This time, I will praise the Lord. Does that seem kind of wild? I mean, as we kind of look at those, like, um, it's only because the Lord saw me in my desperation or misery that he loved me, that he gave me something. Um, because I said that I wasn't loved. So it requires me to say something in order for the Lord to see me. Um, my husband will, will change because I have something now. My situation will change because of what I have. And this time, not every time, I will praise the Lord. Um, and don't get it twisted, Rachel did the same thing. <laughs> when Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, give me children or I'll die. Jacob became angry with her and said, am I in a place of God who has kept you from having children? Um, you know, as far as the thorns that are springing up out of our yard, um, sometimes that comes out as blame. Um, you know, and, and then she said, here's Bilhah, my servant, sleep with her so that she can bear children for me and I can too build a family through her. How often are we trading our intimate moments for a promise? Because we're so bent on the thing that we're supposed to receive that we give up the process, that we give up the depth of intimacy that the Lord wants for us. Did you know his timing was perfect? Can you go to the next slide? Um, and it just continues. I mean, there's 12 kids, technically 13, if you call it the daughter. Um, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and given me a son. I have a great struggle with my sister, and I have won. <laughs> what a good fortune. How happy I am. The women will call me happy. But she said to her, wasn't it, uh, and like, you know, again, we can just read it here too. Um, I have one. There's competition that in order for, some, for me to be raised up, I need to tear somebody else down. Now that I'm happy, the women will call me happy too. That now, basically what I need to do is make others like me, make others praise me. And she said, wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Will you take my son's mandrakes too? So when Jacob came from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have um, hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her that night. Man, it even goes even deeper of, of taking the promises of others for our benefit. God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband. 
God has presented me with a precious gift. This time my husband will treat me with honor because I have borne him six sons. God has taken away my disgrace. May the Lord add to me another son. So my question to you is what's in your yard? Because I know for me, my life has been riddled with thorns and weeds um, that I think has really inhibited my opportunity to grow with the Lord. And, uh, and as I was reading this passage and then reading the th- parable of the sower, I just like, you know, got this picture of what, um, you know, what we could identify on the outside um, or what others could potentially be perceiving of us of a deeper thing that's going. Can you show that picture now? Oh, so, man, I started writing things like blame, insecurity, addiction, stress, anxiety, apathy, self-preservation, control, offense, confusion, hate, avoidance, that they're rooted in, um, you know, and some are like, you know, deeper roots, but, you know, anger, bitterness, they go down to the abuse, the neglect, the physical and verbal abuse, that are now weeding its way, thorning its way, rooting its way to shame and lies that we're now believing, that get in the way. That that fear and rejection came from abandonment. That that guilt, you know, because of our father or our mother, again, leads to more lies and more shame. And there are even some unintentional wounds, you know, whether it's family or work um, or, you know, just leading to more shame and more lies. Like, um, my husband laughs at me all the time because I always dress up to go to the airport. Um, I, <laughs> um, my mom and my grandma always told me, you need, you need to dress up when you go there. People are looking at you. And mind you, that came, like, from a really, like, nice place of, like, be good, I guess. But, like, really, I think that started to impact everything um, deeper that I was doing as far as I always had to be on display. I could never be broken. I could never be a mess, and nobody should ever see me that. Even if I don't know who, what people are watching, somebody could be watching, and so that's why I need to be on display. So knowing that there are all these roots that are happening, and there's these thorns that are pricking others, how could I ever have space to plant the Lord's identity, ministry, and bliss for me? There's no space. <sighs> These roots are choking out the truth. And it's not going to get better by paying more attention to the flowers. By tending more to the good things. So if you have ever been told, you just need to do more ministry stuff, you need to serve more, you need to get in the church more, you need to pray more, you're not dealing with the root issue. Believe in the one he sent. But how do we do that when our yard is full of weeds, when full of thorns, full of roots? Because if we were just to behavior modify and just chop the top, just try to fix it, it's going to come back. For all the people who have ever weeded before, those things are nasty. (laughs) And it doesn't just take chopping the leaves off, you know what I mean? You have to get it at the root. And really, over time, if you don't tend to your yard and don't check your yard, they're going to come back. 
We live in a broken world. What are the roots? And, you know, for this parable, I always put myself in the position of the sower, of that I need to fix myself, that I need to go deeper, take out the root, plant the seeds, do all the things. But in this parable, we're the dirt. <laughs> we're the soil. <laughs> and that's like, you know, nothing to your value. But it's, it's the moment that Jesus is planting something in you. You know, that song we sang earlier about, um, you know, I am my father's dream. He has a vision for your yard. <laughs> he has a vision for what you'll look like. And, uh, and just like any front yard landscaping situation, it does not matter what it is or what's there. Anything is possible. They can take out any root, any big rocks. They'll take the right tools. If anything is planted, the Lord is so good. Do you trust that he's so good that he'll be able to um, have a plan and not harm you? Because that's what it says in Jeremiah. <laughs> and I think we forget about that sometimes, that he has given us plans to prosper. But especially, it's not to harm us. Do you think that the Lord is good enough at what he does to be careful in tending to the things that are growing and eliminate the things that, that were never supposed to be there? And I mean, if you're not still convinced yet that he is the sower, there's a number of things <laughs> that the Lord calls himself. Because uh, he's the potter and you are the clay. He is the master and you are the servant. He is the shepherd and you are the sheep. <laughs> he is the vine and you are the branches. He is the father and you are the child. And uh, even just what you were saying this morning, Caleb, God cares about you more than your ministry, about your output. And I know for me, that was really hard. What am I if I don't do anything? But that's the truth. God cares more about you, cares about your wholeness. So I guess I just want to leave with you this, too, of, um, you know, what does it take to trust the sower? It, he says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. <laughs> I just even hear um, other things that we say, like, you know, about washing your brain. <laughs> I've been brainwashed with a lot of things from a young age that were causing their roots to believe my value as less. Um, that they were truths wrapped in lies, and so that's why I kept them there, because I didn't think that anybody could handle, you know, navigating around that truth without pulling it entirely out. I had so much fear. 
but the truth sets us free. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.